This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. Good morning. I'm Adora Namigade, and this is The Rundown. Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson's first spending plan is up for final consideration today. The city council will vote on Mayor Johnson's $16 billion budget for next year. New additions to the proposal since it was unveiled last month include an office of reentry to support formerly incarcerated residents. And older persons are each slated to get funding for an additional fourth staffer. Johnson's budget also follows through on his campaign promise to not raise property taxes while laying the foundation for his progressive policy goals. However, the mayor's administration has acknowledged the $150 million budgeted to support migrants arriving to Chicago will probably not be enough to last through the year. In other budget news, Chicago's Police Oversight Board says the city is not accurately tracking how much is spent each year on policing. The Community Commission for Public Safety and Accountability just put out an analysis of the Chicago Police Department's proposed $2 billion budget for 2024. It applauds CPD for creating nearly 400 new civilian positions and making plans to add to the detective ranks. But Commission President Anthony Driver says the police department's budget is misleading. We say $2 billion, but that is not the truth because vehicles are not included in the CPD budget, fringe benefits are not included in the CPD budget, things like shot spotter. So we actually have no idea how big the police department budget is. Driver says cities like New York and Los Angeles do include costs like vehicles and technology in their police budgets, giving a more accurate picture. Teenagers and young adults have the third highest rate of new HIV diagnoses in the United States, according to a recent study. However, only 13 percent of those between the ages of 13 to 24 are taking medication that can help prevent HIV, pre-exposure prophylaxis, commonly known as PrEP. A new project called PrEP for Teens is looking to change that through a social media campaign. The organization's Jim Pickett tells WBEZ's Reset that their goal is to inform teens of their options and not to lecture. We're not saying, you know what, you need to be on PrEP. You're young, you're queer, you should be on PrEP. We're not saying that. We're saying if you're sexually active... In Chicago, consider PrEP. And whatever choice you make, if you say, you know what, it's not for me, I've learned about it and I'm not down with it, that is just as acceptable as saying, you know what, I'm interested. Pickett says focus groups led by teens helped inform the team on how the campaign could best resonate with young people. Allergy season for some Chicagoans is getting a lot longer, nearly doubling in length in recent years. And depending on how sensitive some residents may be, Late summer allergy symptoms are now lingering into November. Rush University allergy and immunology doctor Maha Madhavinia says the warmer temperature in Chicago allows certain types of pollen to stick around longer and travel farther. For plant pollen, when the humidity goes lower with these prolonged summers, then the wind can carry the pollen more freely. She says an increasingly warmer climate and an uptick in air pollution allows certain types of pollen to become more common year-round. And she adds that physicians should be more meticulous in how they test for allergies. Some quick hits for today. 
There was an earthquake this morning in northern Illinois. The U.S. Geological Survey confirms a 3.6 magnitude quake before 5 a.m. centered near Standard, which is southwest of LaSalle, Peru. The Biden administration's national climate assessment is out. It reports that if the United States does not cut emissions rapidly, that could mean hotter and wetter conditions for the Midwest. Over 30 percent of the world's supply of corn comes from the Midwest, and changing conditions could roll back the region's ability to provide the steady supply of cereal grain. Today's weather, a high in the low 60s and clear skies, and then tonight, the low will be in the mid-40s. That's it for now. Later today, an annual Worldwide Assembly of Artists takes place this week, and this year, it's in Chicago. The ArtsLink Assembly really invites people not necessarily to share a series of images of works that they've made, but to provide their unique perspective and artistic perspective on the big questions of our time, on how do we live together across difference. Erin Allen speaks with a couple of folks behind this year's ArtsLink Assembly, taking place in Woodlawn starting tomorrow. That conversation is later today at 1 o'clock. I'm Adora Namigade. Thanks for listening.